Here in Germany, demonstrations against coronavirus restrictions are becoming more frequent and more violent, with many ending in clashes with police. Authorities say right-wing extremists are exploiting the situation to push their own agenda. Some politicians are facing a campaign of intimidation. Protesters with flaming torches recently showed up outside the home of the health minister in the eastern state of Saxony. And earlier this week, police seized weapons in a series of raids after death threats were made against Saxony's state premier. The government has warned of growing radicalisation, but some who've spent their lives fighting extremism say the threat has always been there. It's just becoming more visible. Dorita Korte knows exactly where to find the people she has been fighting for decades. Here resides the neo-Nazi political party, the Third Path. Its members incite hatred against foreigners and anyone who thinks differently. Germany's domestic intelligence service monitors the party, which it has classified as extremist and anti-constitutional. I would love it if they would just go away. I want them out of our town. Right-wing radicalism is not welcome here. It simply has nothing at all to do with democracy. But the small radical neo-Nazi party is established in Korte's hometown of Plauen in the former East Germany. Third Path members were elected to the town council where they are able to shape political life. Korte is the chairwoman of an association that is committed to fighting the dangers of the extreme right. Because of this, she often receives threats. You come home from shopping and know that someone who is very close to the third path lives in the flat under you, and you are attacked in the stairwell with, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to shoot you. The situation has worsened due to the COVID pandemic. Some people are dissatisfied with the government's pandemic mitigation measures, saying they are too strict. The radical right takes advantage of this dissatisfaction. Several extremist groups are increasingly agitating people and calling for demonstrations. Protests like these are happening in many places in Germany, but in the eastern state of Saxony they are especially aggressive. Police arrested one man after a raid. He and others reportedly discussed online killing Saxony state minister. Others marched with torches in front of the house of the state's minister of health. Pictures of that even went viral on Twitter. Such demonstrators are a minority here, but they are loud and aggressive. Their tone has become more radicalized and they aren't hiding it anymore. They openly threaten to kill politicians. That kind of thing never happened before. Not like this. Korte visits various parts of the city and educates people about the danger posed by the radical right. Quitting is not an option. She doesn't want to let her hometown fall prey to extremist forces. I'm just the kind of person who speaks up and lets people know what she thinks. I was always very vocal. This isn't new. I just have to speak out for what I believe in. And that's what she'll keep doing, standing up against dangerous extremism. Let's bring in DW political correspondent Hans Brandt now. Hans, how sure are police that these protests are being infiltrated by right-wing groups? Could it be that these groups are simply becoming more hostile? There's no doubt about the presence of right-wing groups. They quite openly participate in demonstrations against the COVID restrictions uh, 
uh, under their flags, wearing uniforms and so on. There's also a very visible overlap between on online groups run by right-wing uh, extremists and those groups that um, mobilize people to attend such demonstrations. Um, so it's very clear that uh, there is uh, a strong influence of right-wingers. Um, this influence extends also to the right-wing populist party, the Alternative for Germany, which is represented in many parliaments in Germany uh, and which also has parts of it which are uh, regarded by the authorities as right-wing extremists. At the same time, you have to say that the dissatisfaction amongst people who are um, impacted by the uh, anti-corona restrictions, people especially who are not vaccinated, that that anger is growing and certainly that anger is being, uh, in a sense, um, stirred by, by the right-wing extremist groups. Um, so there is a, a kind of um, synergy, I think one could call it, between uh, the dissatisfaction on the street uh, and the intentions of the right-wing extremists. Well, during his first address to Parliament, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz was at pains to stress that Germany wasn't divided on vaccinations, but he did address the growing protests and violence. Let's hear what he had to say. So what we observe in Germany today is a denial of reality, absurd conspiracy theories, deliberate disinformation and violent extremism. To state it clearly, a small extremist minority in our country has turned its back not only on science, rational thinking and reason, but also on our society, our democracy, our community and our state. Context of white supremacy, Gusty Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. Today's date, Sunday, December 19. 2026 so I have been told <clears throat> this is our global Sunday talk on racism white supremacy uh, once a month actually our last one of the year once a month uh, I think it's super important I uh, said this hopefully for the duration of our time on the air um, that checking in with non-white people in different parts of the world super important uh, racism, white supremacy is not uh, isolated to, I don't know, Alabama, Georgia, South Africa. It is a problem worldwide. Victims of white supremacy should try as best we can to share information, study white supremacy racism as a global problem. See if we can figure out a solution. Uh, Dr. Francis Kress Welsing traveled to Germany. That was her, uh, I guess, gift uh, when she finished, uh, I think after she, she graduated. Uh, and her parents gave her a trip to Germany to study white supremacy racism. Speaking of Germany, whew, the audio segment that we started with, I think way back two years ago when all the COVID-19 madness began, Initially, I was saying, man, it's only white people in the U.S. who are out protesting and demonstrating, being violent. It's only here. Everywhere else, they seem to be complying and they're not out in the streets, you know, being rowdy slowly. I think sometime around uh, later part of last spring, 
the summer slowly started to see a few white people in different areas protesting Europe, a few other places. Wow. Look at where things are now. Did you hear that? They had a raid on white people in Germany who had a plot to kill, assassinate elected officials. I was stunned. And then I had to say, wait a minute. Now, Gus T, you have referenced Governor uh, Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, where there was a plot to kidnap and execute her a year ago. Why is this surprising that a group of white people and that was also over COVID-19 restrictions in Michigan? Why would that be surprising? Why would that be stunning at this point, given everything that you've seen? So I had to back myself up, but yet and still like, wow, all of that. They said it's a minority, but they kept using the term right wing as opposed to just saying individuals classified as white, maybe even racist white supremacists who are doing all of this defiance and we don't want any of these restrictions. You're not going to push us around and tell us what to do. But it's been lots of these type of antics uh, throughout Europe over the last few months uh, as there have been more, I guess, fears or even implementation of restrictions as a result of the Omicron variant. So I was super excited to check in with some of our different folks uh, around the globe to kind of hear what is happening in their part of the world. And one of our listeners uh, or maybe even several cows listeners were pondering doing some European travel uh, and I thought man we should take advantage and ask since we have folks who are in kind of a, a smattering of different areas in Europe to ask them hey if I'm a black person system of white supremacy knowing what you know about your part of the world and Europe in general what do you think about traveling there right now and get their get their thoughts. So I'm looking forward to that too. Uh, let's see, folks are with us. I was having to dial folks as well while we were hanging out. Uh, let's see, Andrew in the UK can't wait to get a word about Boris Johnson and as well. Uh, let's see, Andrew in the UK, are you with us, sir? Yes, Gus. Yes, Gus. Um, yeah, glad to be here. Glad to be here. A hoot to have you with us as well. Um, let's see. I might need to. Let's see. Is is African eighteen eighty four? Are you with us, sir? Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, I, that's what I thought. I have to check back and see if I can get him again. In the meantime, uh, let's see. We have. Adam, who is again in the wacky part of the world, Sweden, where they didn't do all the lockdowns and crazy restrictions and all the rest of it. And it looks like they have survived so far. Uh, Adam in Sweden, are you with us as well? Yes, sir. I'm here. Peace to everyone on the line and everyone listening. You as well. Thank you so much for sharing a bit of your Sunday evening with us. Uh, I will work diligently to see if I can get African 1884 uh, with us as well. While I'm working on that, uh, let me at least go to Andrew first, because this is kind of isolated to you, and then we can get to more general things. Uh, Boris Johnson, didn't he get in trouble recently about a Christmas party? I just bring that up because we talk about 
office parties and such in workplace racism quite a bit. Um, that was a big, I think, scandal. Like they had photographs, like they had restrictions in the UK about Christmas uh, gatherings last year and saying, oh, no, we can't do it. Got to make sacrifices. COVID is a big deal. And then whammo, they got all these pictures that Prime Minister Boris Johnson was indeed kicking it, eggnog, mistletoe, all the rest of it. And this was kind of a scandal. Did that happen or was that kind of nonsense? <laughs> well, it's all nonsense, but it did happen. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I, I've not been following this one, but it has been on the TV. Um, apparently, some point during COVID, <clears throat> you know, during the lockdown last this year, I think it was earlier earlier this year, if uh, if the little TV that I've seen is correct, the Tories decided to have a party. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know the context of it. I must admit, I've not followed it in any detail, but uh, they decided to have some sort of a party where they've invited a lot of their a lot of their, you know, Tory friends, and um, for some reason, it's come up in the in the press this this week, last week, you know, last couple of weeks, and um, and but unless I'm totally incorrect, only one, and, and I'm not checked this, and, I've, and I cannot remember what the chap's name is as I'm talking to you. I will remember his name in the next couple of minutes. I might be wrong, but only one black Tory has lost his job over it. <laughs> Only one black Tory. What's his, and I'm trying to remember his name. He was running, he's the black Tory that was running to be the London mayor. <clears throat> and his um, name will come back to me. But I was told on Wednesday by, by a work colleague that he's the only one that had to resign over it. Um, and I'm not sure that any of the others have had to resign from. And they, they were, I mean, there's a picture circulating uh, about the party. In fact, I think somebody's actually sent me it on WhatsApp. But unless I'm incorrect, he's the only one that's uh, actually lost his job because of it. So, um, so and yeah, to be honest, I don't think anything's going to happen. I don't think any, anyone else is going to lose their job over it. I think it's all good. I think, it's, I think, I think by next week it would have all gone, basically. I mean, that's that, that's my view on it. You know, I mean, it's a lot of, to be honest, it's a lot of nonsense, you know, because, you know, all of them were at parties. You know, there's probably, they're all probably scared because all of them have been at parties. All of them been out for drinks. They say one, they tell us to do one thing, but what they do is something totally different. You know, they, they basically do what they tell us not to do. And, uh, you know, that, that's how they, that's how they operated all, all, la all this year and all last year as well. Hypocrisy. Did I'm thinking maybe it's got to yeah. be a bad international connection and all that. Did I hear that you said it was only one person who lost their job and this was a black Tory member? I must have misheard. That's not what you said, is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because, you know, this, this, this well, anyway, right. The chat, I've got, I've got it in front of me now. This chap's name is Sean Bailey, right? So, so the headline here is uh, who is Sean Bailey? I don't know why they're saying who he is. Cause he, he ran for the mayor. Right. So anyway, who is I don't know what website this is. But anyway, who is Sean Bailey and why did he resign after the Tory Christmas party? Right. So, so that's what's going on there. So former conservative mayoral candidate Sean Bailey has resigned as chair of the London Assembly's police and crime committee. Now, this man and, and so and so. Um, so there's, you know, a friend of mine sent me, a, 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 you know, the the um, the. Uh, 
the picture of all of these people at their at some party. So uh, you know, so so that's uh, so that's the tomfoolery that's been going on, and I do call it tomfoolery because, as far as I'm concerned, it is you know amazing. We talk about those Christmas parties on neutralizing workplace racism all the time during the holidays. We just had someone who the boss was needling her. Hey, are you coming to the Christmas party? Aren't you coming to the Christmas? You're not coming to the Christmas. And just started giving her ugly faces and all the rest of it. Like you can get in trouble all kinds of ways around those office holiday parties. So be advised neutralizing workplace racism. Anywho, um, Many, do they have uh, restrictions this time around? Like this year, can you go visit relatives, or is that they put the kibosh on that this year too? No, no, no. As far as well, I mean, there, there doesn't seem to be any restriction of movement that I've seen or heard about. Um, they have said you've got to. It's now compulsory again, as I understand it, to wear face masks uh, on public transport, like trains you know, tubes, you know, the underground and that sort of thing. Um, and you, as I understand it, you are meant to, I don't know, no one seems to enforce it, but you are meant to be wearing masks in shops and, and all of the rest of it. But I've not seen anyone come and have a go at you if you if you haven't got a mask on. So, um, yeah, I've not, I've not, you know, I've not seen any, anyone have, well, no one's had a go at me when I haven't got a mask on. <clears throat> The other side of it is I, I have been told that the government is thinking about another lockdown come come January. So, um, you know, I suppose watch watch this space for that one. Wow. It's uh, the 19th. Well, for you all, it's literally minutes away from being the 20th. So January is literally right around the corner. So definitely stay tuned. Uh, I'm let's see checking in we still don't have uh african 1884 with us but i will try him again as we proceed uh, i'm kind of doing my general COVID 19 check-in and then like i said i want to ask everyone if there was a black person we'll even be specific so if there was a black male he said hey i've never been to europe i'm curious i'd love to come hang out think i might feel like coming out there in january might want to go to, I don't know, Austria, Germany, France, maybe all three. Um, what would your suggestion thoughts be to such a person who had a, a mind that they might want to take such a trip? Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll ask everybody just based on what everyone uh, has seen. Uh, let's see. I'll switch it up. Uh, Adam who is in Sweden, I guess, number one, before you get to the question, can you kind of just give us an update? Again, Sweden is kind of an outlier because they didn't have a whole lot of rules and lockdowns and mask mandates, you know, for the duration of this. Uh, can you kind of give an update on what things are like in your part of the world right now with re regards to COVID-19? It, it has been an interesting month. Uh, the political parties are split up on uh, where and when the vaccine pass is supposed to be used. And uh, during one of these meetings, a metaphor was used uh, by a member of the parliament. And uh, she said, how many people should get vaccinated before we remove the mandate, uh, which I thought was uh, interesting. 
inter, inter and, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Did they answer the question? How many people should be vaccinated before they remove the mandate? Was that the question answered? No, I, I was suspecting while I was reading the article, but uh, uh, the mandate part was interesting to me. Uh, I, I was going to tweet her uh, and to ask what, what she meant by that, but I, I didn't do it. Hmm. The band-aid. That's interesting. Metaphors are important. That is uh, something I hope that we also have emphasized over the years here on the cows. Band-aid. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, do you all have they put in restrictions? Because, I mean, that's been my understanding. You all don't have a lot of rules and enforcements, Christmas bans and the like. Are there any restrictions on what you can and can't do? No, the, the message is uh, be safe and uh, to unvaccinated people, take a hug break from your elders and uh, to vaccinated people. Um, be careful, and if you feel sick, uh, stay at home. Wow, that's a lot of hmm, personal responsibility, um, honor system type thing. Like, I don't. I told my grandma about the hug, hug break, but she didn't care. She didn't care. <laughs> I thought at you know, all. Is she vaccinated? If I can ask. Yeah, she vaccinated. Oh, okay. Cavalier attitude about all this. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's what I said. Sweden, that's been kind of a an odd uh, location. I just want to see what the vaccination rate is, is in Sweden. Have people been pretty compliant uh, in your part of the world in terms of getting vaccinated? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this, uh, over, I'm going to check right here. This. 85% have taken the wow. first dose and uh, 81 has taken the second one, but uh, wow. somehow unvaccinated people are still a topic in the news. Wow. That is amazing. That's an embarrassment. Thinking of the U.S. perspective, 80%, oh, it's over 80%. Jeez, like, wow. Well, I guess, yeah, you can be very cavalier about things like, uh, hmm. That's amazing. So, so if a black person said, Hey, I'm thinking about doing some traveling, might want to go hang out. Like I said, Austria, Germany, Hey, might even want to swing by Sweden, depending on how much time I have, uh, might want to come in January. Your thoughts to that person would be. There's been a ban on entry to Sweden in effect for non-essential travel. For most countries outside the EU, EU, and I just found that out. Wow, I just found that out myself. I didn't know. Although I wasn't thinking about doing any European travel, so scratch Sweden off the list. Can't go there anytime soon. Um, wow. Sweden is boring. It's cold. Don't come <laughs> over. Here. That's my message. Nothing here right now. So. You cannot be a part of the uh, travel committee 
uh, and tourism and attractions for Sweden at all. Like, get him out of here. Like, see, this is they they say that exactly. Like, that's why we need a stronger immigration policy. Look at that. You let them come here and they're ungrateful and talk bad about our whole country. Like, look at that. Ugh, ungrateful negras. Um, in Florida, Cali, you should stay there. Dang. Dang. That is uh, Adam in Sweden, victim of, of white supremacy, telling us not to come. It's cold. Dang. Uh, let's see. I'm still, uh, we'll try Adam again while I I was so distracted with this bashing of Sweden. Uh, let's switch. We'll go to Andrew, and then I'll try and see if I can get uh, African 1884 with us as well. Austria is pretty close to Germany, so it'd be good to hear his thoughts on this as well. Um, Adam in the... UK, what what are, or I guess he already gave us a little inkling, like he said they're thinking about a possible lockdown in January. What is the current state of affairs with regards to COVID-19, the vaccine in the UK? Um, sorry, Gus, was that to me? Yes, sir. Andrew, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, no worries. Um, I've just sent you the picture of by email, by the way, of, um, of, of that uh, party, the one that's been circulating. So, so it, it will make you laugh, but but um, regarding regarding lockdown or the Omicron, you know, the new variant. Um, yes, I've not checked the numbers, but the numbers are on the increase. Um, you know, um, I'll be honest. Uh, quite a few students in my school um, have come down with it. Teachers as well. Um, there seems to, you know, in a very short space of time, more. Well, more of our students have come down with with this thing last week and the week before, um, and teachers, uh, which is strange, really. Um, this seems to be a lot more potent than the last. Well, it seems to be easier to catch it than the last one, um, because I seem to, I seem to, you know, I know quite a few people that have got it this time round. Um, however, you know, less people are dying. Because obviously, you know, more people have taken the uh, vaccine or a vaccine. Um, so that seems to be where it is. Um, it's on the increase, without a doubt. Um, as I said, you know, the government uh, has, I've heard that the government is going to think about locking down in January if, if it uh, increases. Um, and I think that's the general worry. Because obviously London, London is a great big pub. That's what London is. You got when you think about central London, you just got to see it as one great big boozer, one great big pub. That's what London is. And uh, if all the pubs shut, effectively London, central London closes down. People only go to central London really to get drunk and, and, and get and be sick. You know, that's what that's what central London basically is, and it's just a great big toilet. So all of that nightlife is going to come to an end if there's another lockdown and. That's basically, you know, the last time around, some places that some bars, restaurants that closed down haven't opened back up. They've gone out of business, effectively. So, um, so, so that's so that's the great big fear. So the government is resisting it, but um, you know, if push come push comes to shove, you know, they will, uh, you know, they will. They have said that they will go down that road. Wow need to have a new rule like no bashing your native land um man i thought it was all right or i, I guess we started off 
first it was just don't come to Sweden. Then we went to London is just a big pub metaphor. <laughs> then it went to a toilet. Like what? I couldn't even get my obligatory sobriety would be best in like, geez. I mean, what? Uh, same thing. That's exactly why we got to have no immigration. We've had enough of you all ungrateful come over here. These niggers from the Caribbean and these other places, you and Stephen Lawrence and the rest of you ungrateful. Can't even be happy about being in Britain. Be good citizens. Um, let's see. It's all the same question. So the travel person says, Hey, young, young. Victim. Sorry, go so go ahead. I'm not sure if I answered it directly. I think the question was, apologies, I think the question was, is it a good idea to come here? Um, uh, is well, not necessarily a my... good idea per se, just what would you say if they said, I'm thinking about it, what would you tell them? Uh, well, I mean, for what? For what purpose? You know, is it for business? Why do you want to come here? Of all the places, you, uh, my answer would be, out of all the places you could go, why would you want to come here? You know, that that would have to be my, my answer, you know. Of everywhere you could go, of everywhere that I would think of going, where why would, you know, why would you want to come here exactly? Well, what's the point? Okay, I do know a you little know bit of that. I do know a little bit of that, and then you can give us the more of your response. So, so you have more detail. Uh, part of the motivation, <laughs> this is a young person who's in college, university, and so there are academic opportunities in their area of study where they could go to some of these locations in Europe and hey this is exactly what I'm doing I could go and study they're having you know different events that are taking place that are right in my line of interest my field of study and I've never been here so it'd be a great opportunity for me to kind of do a double whammy that's big part of the motivation of why why go visit um okay so i know i remember kres Welsing saying that she went to germany uh, uh, she went to germany and had a look around there and spoke to some racists in germany right so you know uh, it, if i if i could have a solid serious sit down chat with them before they left right and and give them some real and give them a bit of a framework then fine you know go, go you you go and you go and have a look around and uh, do your field stuff whatever you need to do that's fine. Um, but to go and have a look around England with no context of, of where this country, how this country got its wealth, you know, you, you'd just be lulled into thinking they're really, really nice people. And it's a really nice place. But the whole place is built on blood. It's built literally built on blood money. So, um, you know, so you would have to give you would have to give us a young black student in particularly some context of, as to what they're looking at. With that, fine, go and have a look. Th that would be my answer. Even if I wasn't a teacher, that would be my answer. Okay. Would any, in terms of what you've been seeing with regards to COVID-19, is there any information or uh, any things that you think they should be uh, mindful about with regards to COVID-19 and, and maybe travel challenges? Well, no. Well, for that one reason, don't go. You know, for that one reason, don't go because I don't know how it is in, in, in the States, but here you may have to quarantine when you come anyway. You may have to come in and quarantine. So, you know, that might come in. Literally, things change day by day. You may come here and have to quarantine. So, so you know, you, you, so you may as well, 
you know, unless you really seriously need to come, it's probably a better idea to stay home. You know, if, if we're talking about COVID, it's probably a better idea just to stay home. That's interesting. I'm just it, uh, it's not a judgment. I'm just noting that that's interesting. When he was giving us his response, he went with the context first and an understanding of racism, white supremacy when visiting these people and regions. And then, oh, yes. And COVID that probably shouldn't even go if it's going to be. a. <laughs> that's just that's just interesting. Like uh, both were, you know, valid, super logical. Um, hmm. That's, uh, I mean, yeah, that's lot. I was trying to think of something to say, but I couldn't, I didn't really have a response. Like it does seem they're talking about a potential lockdown in January. So, and then in Sweden, they have a ban on travel and they've been talking about, in fact, I just was looking at it. They have people in London. They were trying to go to France for Christmas, I guess this coming weekend. And they have a pending travel ban where they're not allowing people, I guess, from the UK into France. So they have people scrambling. That's why I was saying it just looks like there's so much in flux in terms of with Omicron and all the rest of it. Like, it seems like maybe not the best time for travel, but I could be, uh, yeah, I could be, I could be in error. Incidentally, since you are an educator, uh, I know in the States they've been talking about, the impact of it's been two years basically of all this wackiness on students and they've been saying one we had a report yesterday talking about black children uh, how it's had a big impact on their testing and grades Uh, and then they talked about how it's overall for all of the children it's had a huge impact on their mental health uh, over the past two years uh, as I said where they're showing more anxiety depression all the rest of it Um, do you have uh thoughts about uh in terms of how that's just what impact are you seeing on the students that you have in your classroom and your in your school yeah i mean that that, that's absolutely correct i I work in a referral unit um so a lot of our children have anxiety issues anyway you know adhd behavior issues um uh all all, all manner issues um yeah the last year and a half two years has been a, a really has been really serious for most of our students <clears throat> for that reason because they, you know they've been locked up inside they have anxiety anyway our kids and so this is just a, another massive um uh, load um some of them have lost uh, uh parents i mean one particular student lost a lost a father um and there's there's other cases like that where they've lost grandparents and all of all all of all of the all of the above um obviously a lot of them have had covid themselves and they've been stuck inside you know they've been you know inside the house and the funny thing is a lot of them never used to go out anyway because of and you know having high anxiety so you know last year and a half they've been going out a lot you know literally zero um, yeah, it's been, it's been a really rough time for a lot of them. You know, it's been a really rough time for a lot of uh, for a lot of uh, for a lot of students. And um, yeah, and you know what the exam boards have done in the UK, more than likely similar to the states, is that they've uh, they've lowered the um, uh, exam requirement, either removing the exam altogether, or just requiring less coursework. Uh, you know, less less. Um, we, in the UK, we call it coursework. Um, for obvious reasons, because the students haven't been at school, 
So, so it's, you know, they've required, say, one year's worth of coursework as opposed to two years plus an exam. You know, they've foregoed the, you know, the exam boards have foregoed the exam, basically. So, um, so, so it's, so it's doable for them to pass, but I mean, um, it's still touch and go because, uh, because of where their minds are at, really, you know? Not surprising. That is grim, but not surprising. Um, are there any suggestions? Because you, you're an attempted father yourself, in addition to being an educator and working with all these young minds. Um, any any tips that you would recommend for parents to kind of help their children um, manage uh, their mental health as best they can during these continuing really difficult times? Well, number one, take the mobile phone away from your child <laughs> that's number one no no one under 18 no one under 16 needs a mobile phone right all it does is stress children out that's number one um remove social media from the house basically children do not need to be on social media there's it's you know there's academic research around what prolonged use is you know use of social media does to children stresses them out giving you know reduces their attention span um you know things like uh, you know sega nintendo playstation all that sort of stuff right there's evidence around basically you know what what that does to children so i would slowly remove that that's like detox for 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 a teenager and take your children out take them down the park get them involved in games play games you know chess you know cards monopoly play anything with your kid take you know get him involved in activities could be going out bike riding that's free anything get him involved in anything outdoors um teach your children you know basically you know whatever if they're doing maths english and sciences or whatever they're doing get involved in their education at home you've got to become a teacher for your kids basically parents have to uh, have to have to get involved with what's going on with their children. It's just simple, you know, it's, it's not simple, but you may not want to do that. You may want to get rid of your kids and send them to school, but you've got the last year and a half. If it's not taught us anything, it's taught us that uh, you've got to re-engage with what's going on with your children. You know, you've got to, you've got to do that. And, um, and I, I think that should continue, you know, in education and every other way. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, we had that report yesterday talking about the increase in uh, children homeschooling uh, or black parents, excuse me, homeschooling their uh, black children. So that is exercise, bike riding, go to the park, all that stuff is free, as he said, like get some exercise that can do tons. If you uh, can be really constructive, if you have anxiety, like, oh, man, they have lots. And I mean, lots of research. A lot of times um, therapists, psychologists, I should have asked Dr. Welsing about that. Um, they will recommend some sort of exercise just to get you active and moving, get away from the how get away from that cell phone get away from the video games, get away from all of those screens like that is such a constructive thing to do. And you get to spend some time with your child. Like, you know, you can go out and do, do some yoga. That's free. Uh, just walk through the neighborhood, you know, get some good shoes on and do that. That's free. Lots of great, just 
love it, love it, love it. Summertime, you can go uh, to some orchards and do some fruit picking or walk to the farmer's market. Lots of great things. Just engaging. But get that cell phone. Love it. If you have a, a young child, they do not, do not need a cell phone. I mean, unless it's some really unusual uh, emergency type situations or medical type things or whatever. They do not just need to be hanging out on the cell phone for whatever reason. Love it, love yep. it, love it. Um, oh, I forgot to... Uh, so, folks who are in the States or wherever, if you have commentary, questions, feel free, dial in uh, the number 720-716-7300. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. I will nab uh, questions as we proceed. Uh, I didn't even look to see if folks had questions. Um, the uh, I wanted to ask as well, uh, she's a really well-known scholar here in the U.S. She's published lots of books. She's been in documentary films, on television, frequently black female. Uh, her name is Bell Hooks. Uh, she passed away this week at the age of 69, which is a extraordinary tragedy, disgrace really, uh, for anyone to be passing away that young. Uh, that's why we should be motivated to solve this problem. But she passed away at the age of 69. She was really well known here in the States. Just wanted to see if uh, either of you, are you familiar uh, with Bell Hooks? Have you read any of her literature or had other folks present her scholarship to you? Uh, we'll ask both of you. Uh, let's start. Uh, Andrew, are you familiar with Bell Hooks? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've read Teaching to Transgress, a brilliant book. Um, I first read that about 20 years ago. Um, you know, I used it in, in the, uh, I quoted from that when I was studying, um, brilliant book, brilliant writer. Um, yeah, God, I, I cause I, I saw that, I saw it, uh, this week in the news when she had passed away. Um, yeah, big loss. I mean, you know, beautiful writer, I've got to say, I mean, you know, her, her book on, her books on education. Um, I've, I've not read any of her feminist writing. That's, that's a, that's a different conversation. Um, but, uh, you know, beautiful spirit. And I love the fact that she spelt her name with, in lowercase letters, lowercase b, lowercase case h. And, she, and there's a reason for that. You know, she, she, she didn't, uh, um, she is something around not wanting to, uh, big herself up beyond the, beyond her station, so to speak. But she was a tower of um of of writing um and especially on education and being part of the educational process she put herself in um the 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 the, the, the circle of 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 exploration when she was um doing group work and that kind of thing so um so no brilliant 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 putting you on the spot here uh so you're in front of the class pop quiz uh reading more important than watching television uh, give us your best sell of teaching to transgress. Like this is your book report just based on your memory, putting you on the spot. Uh, what would you try to sell us on reading that book and what it's about teaching to transgress? So my memory, because <laughs> I, I did this essay and included the quotes, literally God, what year was that? 2001, literally. So, um, God, um, 
uh, put my try and put my memory cap on on the Sunday night. And Gus, I'm actually on holiday from work at the moment, but um, but let me see. Um, so my memory of that book and what what I got from it was that um, if you if you if you imagine um, if you imagine uh, if you imagine your okay, so ra- rather than seeing learners as empty vessels. And you at the front of the class, you're giving them knowledge and filling their empty heads. You know, rather than that, she saw in what I remember of that book or sections of that book is she saw education, if you like, or or, or, the, or the process of teaching as people learning together. Right. That was that was one aspect of it. The other aspect that I got from that book was, you know, we um Generally speaking, you know, we learn as young people and, and as adults, really, but mainly as young people, we learn cultural norms and values in order to exist, if if you like, in a cult, what we call a culturally organized environment, right? <clears throat> you know, that's all human beings. That's all animals as well, right? You know, you, you learn the norms and values. However, sometimes norms and values can, 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 can hold you inside a box, you know, can keep you, can stop you, can, can hem you in so to speak not all the time but sometimes and so part of what she put in that book anyway part of what she alluded to was the whole thing about uh, um uh, teaching uh, showing allowing space for people to um yeah understand what that box is understand cultural practice and all the rest of it this is not to down cultural practice by the way but it's to then be able to um uh, if you like go beyond glass ceilings if that makes sense to 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 step out a little bit more and not be afraid you know not be afraid to step out to outside what people consider accepted norms and values so, so that was part of it as well so um and there's a lot more to it than that as well and that's 20 years ago <laughs> love it love it Putting him on the spot, he said, "I'm not even working. I'm on vacation, man. I've got me out here late Sunday evening trying to remember this from 20 years ago. Job well done, sir. Uh, teaching to transgress. Uh, we'll have to uh, put that one on the uh, hopper to check out. I have not read that one. I've read some of her uh, other works. I hadn't even heard that one mentioned, so I will check for that one myself. Teaching to transgress. Uh, let's see, Adam in Sweden." Uh, are you familiar with Bell Hooks? Is her is she her literature talked about over in your part of the world? I think I've heard a, a white cow's guest refer to her work, but that's that's just about how much I know about her. But uh, I don't really hear her name. I I think I heard her name once in a conversation a couple of weeks ago. I think they used one of her quotes. I forgot which one it was, but. Uh, that's just about how much I know about it. Okay, okay. Be interesting to ask uh, some of our female listeners in different parts of the world same question to see. Hmm. Put that one on the back burner as well. Uh, let me pause. Uh, uh, Rachel in New York, did you have a question for any of our uh, guests? Adam in Sweden, uh, Andrew in the UK. Uh, Rachel in New York, did you have a question? 
Um, my question is, um, if anybody heard about the murder of Michael Williams, um, this was discussed on your show yesterday. Hmm. Much obliged. Uh, that inquiring about that yesterday myself. Um, so yeah, to both of y'all, did you all know about, uh, the murder of Michael Williams, 44-year-old black male in Iowa. Uh, he was hanged to death, thrown in a ditch, and set on fire by a white man uh, who was just convicted this week. Uh, he'll spend, allegedly, the rest of his life in prison, but we'll see how that goes. Did you all, were you all familiar with that case, Michael Williams? Uh, no, no, not at all. I've not heard it. Robust nose. Same thing. Uh, I think we, out of the folks from yesterday, I think one person said that they had heard some vague details. I think they said they read something vaguely about this, and that was it. No more information, but 2022 all the technology information they say all these global protests about racism and you can have a black male be hanged to death thrown in a ditch and set on fire by a white man and it gets hardly any attention at all black male privilege uh, did you, was that it, Rachel, uh, in New York? That was my only question, yeah. Right on. Did you know about Mr. Williams before um, yesterday? No, I did not know about Mr. Williams. I, I did a little bit of research after hearing about it, and it sounds like the NWACP noted that he it wasn't a murder due to racism they blamed it on a, a tragic rape. yeah i thought that was especially tacky as well uh to have a, a lynching in 2021 a lynching and then all of it the burning i mean all of that they might as well have had a castration and a photographer come out and no, not racism. Don't be fooled. And again, I couldn't even find audio to play. All I could find was a news report from like a year. And this happened like a year ago. So we found this not like, you know, this is real recent. And so we only had 24 hours. This happened last year. So a long news cycle where we could have, you know, heard a snippet about this. Mm. couldn't even find audio of the conviction of this white man. Steve Vogel is his name, uh, who did all of this in Iowa. They don't even have that many black people in Iowa. Uh, let's see. The person... I'm just on the mm -hmm. web now, by the way. So I'm reading it now. It's terrible. Certainly. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. And then I think the fellow... Um, the convicted race soldier, uh, I think he was telling folks like he was upset, like, yeah, snow count black guys messing around with my girl. Mm. 
tragic arrangements, very dangerous. Uh, I think when I mentioned it yesterday, uh, at least we had one attempted parent. He said, man, going to talk to my child about this. Leave those white people alone. No dating white women. Absolutely. Uh, 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 the caller five one eight zero five one eight zero. Oh, I think he dialed yesterday. He was trying to figure out the time to participate. Uh, you should be with us also. What's going on with it, guys? Great show thus far. Um, my question actually is for uh, the guys over there in Europe. I hear a lot about the uh, you know mandates and all that, but my question is about how has this affected the black population in those countries? Because over here in America, um, it's had a pretty big economic impact given all the money that the government printed and into whose hands it went into to the point that it's caused a lot of inflation in terms of um, goods and services. So the cost of food has gone up. The cost of gas has gone up. Evictions are up amongst black people in America. So how has this uh, COVID uh, pandemic affected the economy of black people in your respective countries? I can take that one. Um, I don't even know how many black people there is in this area of the world, so it would be hard for me to answer that question. That was Adam in Sweden. Uh, Andrew in England. Um, how has it affected black people here in the UK? Um, you know, it's, that's an interesting question. Uh, there's, you know, there's not a lot of black businesses in 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 London anyway. Um, you got black tradesmen, as in builders. Um, I'm not sure. It's, I don't know to what extent it's affected black build black builders. To be quite honest, I, I see builders out working as, as they've always done. You know, I, I, I'm not sure if, it, if it's affected that trade. I mean, during the last lockdown, to some small degree, it affected the building trade. Um, I, I, know, I, know, I know that. Um, in terms of, it's more, you know, it's an interesting one because a lot of black people, similar to America, work for the work for government, have got government jobs. You know, um, I don't think there's gonna. I don't think there's been any layoffs of government jobs, or, or very few anyway. My sister-in-law used to work for um, uh, a local council. You know, she used to have a council job. Um, so a, a lot of a lot of a lot of black guys work for public transport. Um, there's been no layoffs in public transport as far as I know. And so a lot of those government type jobs seem to be okay. It's, 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 it's private companies, private jobs. You know, you've got a lot of black women that work part time. A lot of those jobs, anything, any part time work, any sort of, um, uh, contract work, anything like that, that's where the problem's been. So a lot of black women have lost their, you know, part time non-contracted jobs or, you know, sort of short contracts haven't been picked up stuff like that um, and that's where a lot of black females have 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 part-time work um obviously taking people on i mean black unemployment in england is high 
So obviously in this climate, even though the you know economy is bouncing back, it's not bounced back yet. So you've got a lot of black people, a lot of young younger black people as well that are, that are basically just unemployed and uh, have issues finding finding work. Um, so that's where the you know you know so that seems to be where the problem's been. Um, if you're working, if you if you're broker or something working in the square mile, working in central London, um, yeah, you, you know you might get laid off from some stockbroking firm, but. If that's your line of work and you're qualified in it, you you you'll get picked up somewhere else. It's it's you know the jobs in the city. We call it the city. You know the jobs in the square mile in the city. You know it's not. You know that's not the issue. The issue is at the lower end, and a lot of a lot of our black women, um, especially you know a lot of our black women have got issues. And obviously that's a big issue if you're single, if you're a woman on your own looking after children. You know, uh, that, that, that's, you know, you know, there's a, there's a brick wall there, you know, that, that's a, that's a problem. You know, that, that is a problem. Did they have like a stimulus package that they did? Cause here in America, like when they started, you know, writing the checks to all the white folks, you know, they had to figure out a way to kind of shoehorn everybody in there. So it didn't look super suspicious. So people were able to get like, uh, like $2,000 checks, I think three or four times that occurred. Uh, maybe there are other little things thrown in there, but is that what they did in you're over in Britain or England? Is that what they did over there to kind of you know prop up the economy when they um, went into lockdown, or what did they do to sustain the people as they were shutting down the economy? Yeah, absolutely, same sort of thing. Um, Richie Sunak. You know that's the um, you know that's the uh, what's, he, what's his job title again? Um, Rishi Sunak is the I think I think his job title is Chancellor, all right? So um, Asian gentleman, young guy, and um, so what you know what, what their plan was? If you were unemployed, if you became unemployed and you were working legally, <laughs> you know that's the you know you were working legally, then you were entitled to some financial assist assistance. Right. Um, if you were working legally, right. Um, if you had a small business or a business that had, you know, that was affected due to the lockdown, uh, then there was uh, some sort of government assistance there as well. Uh, the problem was, is that, you know, it was a percentage of your tax return. Now, you know, the, you know, the, the problem there is obviously if you've been, uh, if, if you've not been presenting accurate tax returns, then obviously I think it was something like 80%. Don't quote me on that. It's on the internet. It can be checked. I think it was something like 80% of whatever you presented the previous, the previous tax year, which obviously may or may, or may not suit you because obviously, you know, you can't pay workers. Eight, you know, out of your eighty percent, especially if it's not exactly accurate. So you know, so there was, you know, so, so, so these were some of the issues, you know. And in any case, the the assistance, you know, the assistance stopped before the lockdown came to an end, anyway, right? So that's if you were a small business. So basically, you know, small business businesses, if you, you know, if you're self-employed, you know, you're going to get caught in that place. Because obviously you're trying to make ends meet, you know, do you know what I mean? You know, if you presented accurate tax returns, good for you, um, you know, uh, and if you and if you haven't, 
bad for you. And if you've been working what we call off cards, i.e. not paying tax on national insurance, then, you know, you weren't entitled to anything because effectively you don't exist. Do you get what I mean? You're not entitled to, you can't go to the government saying, I want government assistance and you, and you're, and officially you're not working or you don't have a business, you know, officially because you haven't presented a tax return. So, so, so all of that. So it's a big problem. It's been a big problem. It still is a big problem, you know. But in, 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 in respect, we fall into the bottom end of that. So that's how it's affected us. Hang on. So would you say there's second, been a sir. big Hang change on. for one black folks? Hang on one second, sir. We had another person with okay. a, a hand up. I wanted to get their question in too, and then we can double back and get you in as well. Okay. Uh, let's see. I uh, thought on me. Much obliged. Uh, let's see. I, I believe we might have uh, one of our young folks, a uh, young scholar who might be thinking about doing some traveling. Maybe not. Um, let's see. Our Bay Area scholar. Uh, are you with us, sir? Yes, may I be heard? Yes, sir. Good to hear from you. Hope you are safe and sound. Watch out for those raggedy ends. <laughs> Thank you. I just got home from uh, Boston, so uh, it's been nice. But, uh, I just want to say, first of all, thank you for all of that. Uh, those great responses has really uh, helped with my decision. I figured I could kind of give a little bit of a backstory about why those questions were asked. So my college is a music school. So uh, in the spring, there are these immersive trips. That's what they call them, I guess to help uh, students get a better sort of look into what the career might be like, where they might end up going. It just depends. It's more for, well, obviously it's more for white kids, but, you know, I put myself out there because, hey, why not? Um, so one of the trips is through my major department. And it's only through my major department, and that's the Berlin trip. Basically, they do it every year. They didn't do it last year because of COVID. They wanted to try it this year because it looked like from their scope that it was dying down. But uh, basically, it's was there's like a festival that goes on. I think it's called CTC. Uh, it's in Berlin. Uh, what else? It would have taken us to see like major companies like Ableton and uh, some other software companies. Uh, but yeah, they were trying to tell us that uh, it would have been we would stay at a hostel and uh, have our ticket, and it, I think it would have been a thousand dollars, something like that. Told my mom about it, and she was like, "Look into it, you know." And I looked into it, and I thought, "Okay, maybe it's a cool thing." But uh, last week, they uh, emailed all of us and told us they canceled it because they were looking out for safety, details of COVID, and all, so they canceled it, which is good. But um. Yeah, uh, that's one of the immersive trips, but most of them are nationwide. For example, there's some in Atlanta, there's some in uh, uh, Nashville, New York, California, but those are more in the spring, more like spring break, March, something like that. But uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to give like a background of what was going on in my college. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And also, thank you so much for all those great responses. I really appreciate it. Much obliged, young sir. Glad you got back safely. Uh, sounds like they made a logical uh, choice. 
I don't know if they have uh, any like in the summertime uh, where you could go because I'm all for like the abroad experience like oh yeah I'd much rather go abroad like to Europe than to Nashville like are you serious uh, I don't anybody that's in Nashville like no disrespect but I mean please um, if they have any in the summertime though once this is calmed down a little bit might be something to reconsider like uh, yeah I'd be all for that um, yeah all for travel safe travel safe travel uh, much obliged though thank you for dialing in and thanks for all the folks who gave us some input on the travel situation uh, let's see star six one for other folks who have questions let me I guess go back since I nabbed everybody did our, our caller in uh, 5180 did you want to get out your, your other question yeah uh, my question was uh, how have what effect has he seen on the black population uh, in his area effect from what specifically uh, oh from the uh from the shutdown from covid from this whole pandemic side i, I guess i'd say more in terms of the focus economically has it changed how black people are operating are they becoming more codified are they learning new skills that can help them survive uh, in comparison to what it was like before What do you think, Andrew? Oh, was that a question to me? Oh, okay, so um, not really, no. Um, it's, it's a really funny one. Half the African heritage people that I speak to in the UK have taken the vaccine. The other half have not and will never. And you talk to them at, at, at any length. There's, there's lots of conspiracies, um you know, the, the conversation is exactly the same as it was a year ago. Conspiracies, um, you know, um, what I, I, I don't need to take it. The, the government, why is the government forcing this down our throats? They're planning something. It's not safe. And, and that's so, so it splits into two halves. It splits really into two halves. Um, the only, I'll be honest, the only African heritage people that I've spoken to that have changed practice in terms of what they do day to day are the ones that basically got COVID, suffered from it, and have got this thing called long COVID, were in hospital, came down really sick with it. Those are the only African heritage people that I've really spoken to that, that have really changed what they do in terms of what they eat, um, exercise, and, you know, that kind of thing. Because that's where the change needs to happen. You know, our people die because of underlying health issues. And I don't know about it, well, I think it's the same. Type 2 diabetes, um, because, you know, we eat copious amounts of sh salt and sugar. And we don't exercise. And we eat what we put in, what we die, what we eat. We don't eat enough vegetables. And this is a conversation that, uh, that we need to have more that... Um, you know, culturally speaking, you know, if you talk about changing what we eat, then if you're Jamaican, like my family, they'll look at you as if you're crazy, right? So, if, but anyway, you know, our people 
the only ones that have actually altered what they do are the ones that have actually got it or family members got it and, you know, fared very poorly from it. Then, you know, that changes people quick. You know, the, the others, not really, no. No, I've not seen any change in behaviour, sadly. That's good. I appreciate that. Hey, that was awesome advice in terms of the homeschooling side, too. I think that's something that I've seen quite a bit. At least the uptick in America amongst people that I know that have kids. Uh, they've taken a greater interest now in how they can have a personal touch on the education of their children. But I'm going to mute my line. Yeah, man. Much obliged, good sir. Context of white supremacy. Uh, I'll give out the number again. 720-716-7300. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Again, this is not our normal broadcast, so we'll be short wrapping it up in about less than 20 minutes so hand up now if you have a question you want to take advantage ask any of our folks uh, from different parts of the world um, this might be or no might this should be our last time Global Sunday Talk for uh, this year uh, we'll hear from folks come January 2022 uh, anything that you all are kind of being mindful about other than the Rona I guess and potential lockdowns all the rest of that uh, anything that you all are kind of going to uh be looking out for uh for 2022 from like a counter racist perspective uh we'll ask both of you on that one uh let's see uh adam in sweden anything in particular that you'll be mindful about going into 2022 uh, this election uh, and uh, next year and the white people are telling me that the quote-unquote right queen parties are going to win so it's going to be interesting. I would recommend everyone out there to keep an eye on Sweden. I know America's a big place, but if you can just keep your eye a little bit during that time in September. So. Swedish election. Okay, so this is the the big one. The uh, Is it president or, or prime minister? Prime minister, every four years. Prime minister, okay, in September. Okay, we'll keep an eye out. Do you have a prediction? Who do you think is going to win? I hope, I think it's the Social Democrats will win, but uh, I hope uh, the Swedish uh, Democrats overt uh, racist. I hope they win. So, so for us, we're learning the Socialist Democrats. Is that the party that's more overtly racist in Sweden? The, the, the Swedish Democrats are more overt. Uh, the Social Democrats are uh, more refined. Okay, the Swedish Democrats more overt, the Social Democrats are more refined. They had a sign back in the day in the 80s that says, uh, warning, uh, don't have sex with niggers who carry AIDS. Uh, Don't don't shame your race or something to that. By a quick Google, I think you can find it. Okay, and so you think that, or you said you hope 
is it is that right? You said you hope the Swedish uh, Democrats will win. Yeah, I think so because uh, I hope that would create an effect where more non-white people will start to talk about racism because it's not a topic at all in this area of the world. Unless you have a big tragedy, of course, and then it's a topic. But wow, uh, I think they've been given reports about the rise of uh, the same word that they used in the report about Germany right wings uh and they're upset about immigration and that sort of same type of rhetoric that we would hear for like the republican party in the states um boris johnson and the like in the uk like uh september we will keep an eye out and see how all of that goes up until september even see some of the polls to see who they think is is going to win Mm, okay, so that's one that is a big one presidential or prime minister uh, election in Sweden that we can be mindful of 2022. Uh, Andrew in the UK, things that you're kind of going to be looking out for, mindful about 2022. Are you still there? Teach your mute button, Andrew in the UK. Oh, apologies for that. Apologies for that. Um, there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of things actually. I did email you just just a moment ago the picture of Sean Bailey at that uh, Conservative Party. When you when you get a minute, to do have a look. It will, it will make you laugh. Um, and yeah. So there's a couple of things. Um, I think the the first thing for me is um, at the moment there's a good conversation happening for the last year um, in the UK, and I think possibly in in America as well about i'm going to call it uh, an a healing of if that's the correct word of of black male female relationships right so i think that uh, conversation amongst us is going to grow and i think that's a good thing because i don't see racism white supremacy coming to an end being replaced unless we have uh, unless we work with our well, unless we work with black women, basically, in and, and try and create more stable homes for our kids. So so I think that conversation is going to grow. So watch that space, I think. And also, um, there was one other thing as well. Oh, yes. And um, what's happening at the moment on the African continent? You see, you, you've at this moment in time, it's, a, it's been a very stable, it's been the most stable uh, situation on the African continent. I mean, obviously in East Africa, in Ethiopia at the moment, you got you got things happening, but it's been the most stable th that it's been for a long time, and that's not within the interests of of of, of racists. So they're going to try and destabilize and talk nonsense about the com continent, and we should not believe the hype that comes through Western media. We really should go and visit ourselves. So, 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 because there's economic development happening there, so, 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 so that's looking quite good. A lot of issues, but looking the best that it's been for a long feet, well, since forever. So, so I think those two areas. Love it. Victims of racism trying to work together to solve problems. That is uh, spectacular. More of that. See if we can speed that up. Um, oh man. With with uh, Christmas, I know at least you are an attempted parent. Do you engage in the so-called holiday or no? No, I, I don't. I haven't celebrated Christmas 
since uh, since well since for years. Uh, I do I do something called Kwanzaa. That's from the 26th to the 1st. It's an African. Well, it started in America actually by a chap called Karenga, if I'm pronouncing his name right. But it's a, it's basically a Pan African uh, celebration. Um, and there's there's uh, um, a number of uh, things that you celebrate one one thing per day, um, and it doesn't involve giving presents and eating eating yourself and drinking yourself stupid. Basically, it's about family and uh, and all of that sort of stuff. So um, so so yeah, I mean that's what that's basically what I do. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, did did you? I guess do your offspring, your children, did they participate in Christmas celebrations, so-called, with you at any point, or have they never? They've just done Kwanzaa and that's it. No, yeah, when we were children, you know, I've I've got one boy. You know, when he was a kid, you know, my ex-wife, you know, you know, she she as well as far as I know, she still loves Christmas as far as, as, far as I know. But we don't talk on that level anymore. It's all about this. It's all about our boy. Um, you know, true. So, so yes. So from you know, so here, there, and everywhere. I'm sure you know his family on his mother's side. I'm sure they celebrate Christmas. Anyway, I've got family that uh, I've got family members that still celebrate Christmas, and, that, and that's fine. You know, each to their own. You know, I'm not going to have got anybody for whatever they want to do. Children like Christmas because you get presents. You know, that's let's be honest. You know, if you if somebody's going to give you a load of stuff, or if you can ask for this, that, or the other, then why wouldn't you like that time of year? It's just like liking your birthday, isn't it? You know, adults, you know, you can tap up some adults for some stuff. Um, but as I'm sure that as soon as children get jobs and have to start buying presents for other people, it becomes less appealing, doesn't it? So, <laughs> so, so I think that's the story of, of growing up for, for, for us as well, I suppose, you know, you know, and um, so, so yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, I think it's, it's for young people to get stuff. But it doesn't teach young people any any good qualities about anything. Not really, you know. It doesn't teach young people anything. So, so uh, you know, what use? What honest use is it? Can be best not to get that one started. As uh, man, like talk about sugar addiction. Like woof. Those holiday Ooh. addictions can be uh, really difficult to shake. Uh, and so much of it starts right there at a young age because they got so much. One, there is a lot of sugar. I mean, you want to talk about bad food. Like, wow, it generally abounds uh, at all of these holiday affairs, everything, diabetes and high cholesterol. Like they generally don't have like kale salad and edamame. Ooh and you know fresh mangoes and that sort of thing generally that's not what i've seen at most of the uh holiday affairs it's a lot of food that will kill you uh, or at least put you on being dead at 69 that type of thing so lots of reasons to but it's lots of things that'll trap you in at a young age they got all the sugar and bad food and then you do get to hang out with family and as he said you get all those gifts and then they got all the lights and everything it's lots of things that'll pull you in and then you end up doing that for the next 50 years you know got to continue the tradition so it's best not to get that started to begin with if you can uh and or to try to stop that cold turkey do something as he said doesn't even teach you good lessons and adding to the insult 
I don't know about in the UK. Uh, maybe y'all have different or Sweden. Maybe y'all have different, you know, things totally. But in the States, they gave a list uh, or many lists of like the best Christmas movies of all time. Die mm. Hard was on most of the list. Now, again, I don't know, you know, if Die Hard is a big international hit. Matter of fact, Die Hard and Lethal Weapon were on both of the lists. Now, they do have Christmas trees in both of these movies, for sure. But most of those movies are about killing white men doing lots and lots and lots of killing. Oh, and I mean, imaginative killing, you know, might blow somebody up, might strangle somebody, might kill somebody with my feet, like all kinds of things. Toothpick, who knows? <laughs> like, uh, oh, and then we just, oh, yes, it is Christmas. Yes, a few gifts. Yeah, I think they blow up Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> what I mean, what that that right there, I thought that, I mean, just everything in terms of this is supposed to be Jesus's birthday and the movie list is filled with white violence. Mm. That's white Christmas. Yep. Like, talk about See, hypocrisy. Go, go ahead. That's because it's a pagan ceremony. It's got nothing to do with Jesus Christ. It's just a pay, it's a pagan ceremony. You know, it's sort of interruption, Gus. <laughs> That's the best you can hope for out of all this, you know, that we get some some uh, some gifts and we don't have drunken antics at the party. That's about the best we can hope for. Um, incidentally, I was going to check in with other folks. I guess I'll still do that. Are they talking about the Gisseline Maxwell uh, trial over there that has, has moved right along like a uh, second week or so now? Are they talking about all that over there? Is, is that to me, Gus, or to? Well, it, certainly either one of you, but I, I guess I'll start with Andrew because that's got so many ties to uh, England with Prince Charles and what have you. Prince Andrew, sorry. It, it, that's that. Uh, you're talking about that woman who basically used to be in charge of getting young girls for the for the rich and famous in the UK. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been in the news. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean. Yeah, yeah, it has been in in, in the news. <clears throat> um, it's been in the in the news a fair bit. Um, God, I, I don't know where. I mean, I've not been following it directly, but um, but it has been in the news. It's just I don't I don't know what words you'd use to describe a woman like that. If I'm really honest with you, <clears throat> you know, you know, um, it's a funny one though, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you've got uh, you've got a woman like that whose job is obvious. You know, she's a madame. You know, her job is she runs a high. It's it's the, her operation is quite clear. You know, you you, you know you can put hang on, holy for words in it. I think her operation is actually way bigger than than than. I think there's loads more players across the world. Actually, I think she's just one in a network of God knows how many people that do that for the for the rich and famous across planet Earth. <clears throat> and you know that's number one. Um, I think. I've got to say, if you're if you're 18, I don't know how old this young lady was, but <clears throat> you know you got a lot of you got you got a lot of you got a lot of women who are complicit in that whole thing. Because if you're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, you're not stupid. You, you know you know you're gonna you know you know you're gonna go and meet some rich some rich people. You know you're hoping they're gonna do no not all of them. If you're underage, you're underage. 
right? But that's not what we're talking about here, right? We're talking about young women who basically want to want to rub shoulders. They want to rub shoulders with famous people. So it's a, it's the whole the whole thing is is it needs. It, I was going to say it needs rooting out. But if the judges themselves go to these parties and do this kind of thing, engage with this these the, the woman like this, what's her name? All of them are in bed together. Literally, <laughs> literally, all of them are in bed together. You know. So there you go. No metaphor there at all. That's one of the reasons why I've been paying attention. And I think many other folks have been is that they too think that this is substantially larger than just Jeffrey Epstein and uh, Gisseline Maxwell, Prince Andrews. They think that this I'm in Washington state, Bill Gates, one of the residents here, one of our more famous residents in the state. Uh, There were numerous reports. He and uh, Melinda Gates, just got divorced recently they said in the divorce proceedings she had voiced concerns about bill gates relationship dealings that was the word used bill gates dealings with jeffrey epstein i said what do you mean dealings what does that mean are they hanging out are they dating are they chasing girls together? And I use that word deliberately. I didn't say women. Are they chasing girls together? Like, what do you mean? Lots of folks had suspicions that there were probably lots of very powerful white people. They were looking at the plane logs. And said, Man, Bill Clinton was on the plane. Was he having dealings with Jeffrey Epstein too? What kind of dealings? Mm-hmm. Lots. So, yeah, I would say... That, the election in Sweden, kind of keep an eye. And then this trial too, kind of keep an eye, see what details come up. You might have to read in the weeds, as they say, look at some of the details to see what information. White people don't care about children. Adam in Sweden, have they, has the Gisseline Maxwell, have folks been talking about that or paying attention to that trial in Sweden at all? I haven't seen any articles about it. I mean, I missed it, but I haven't seen anything. Hmm. Did they talk about Bill Cosby when that was happening? Did you see Bill Cosby reports in Sweden? No. Oh, okay. It's balanced. They didn't talk about that either. Uh, did any of our folks who uh, called in, we miss anybody who had a quick question they wanted to get in before we get ready to conclude? Got everybody. Didn't miss anyone. I just want to add. I just want to add. Uh, isn't Christmas's origins in uh, uh, like a sexual holiday, a homosexual holiday, where they practice pedophilia at bathhouses or something like that? I remember reading. I don't know if that's its origins, but I know it had a pretty major part in terms of the gift-giving side. I remember that. I think Ishakamusa Barashango. Uh, has written several books. The late Ishaka Musa Barashango. Uh, he's written several books uh, on the origins of European holidays and their context. Uh, Saturnalia, I think, is the name. But he spends a good bit of time writing about the uh, as pagan origins uh, of the holiday, and I think that did include quite a bit of anti-sex uh, within all of that. So, yeah, that's lethal weapon. 
die hard that is probably a lot closer to the origins of Christmas than I don't know Rudolph and the Grinch the rest of it the Friday after next didn't make the list that had uh, a Christmas tree in it you remember when they were chasing uh, the Santa Claus who was stealing all the gifts I guess I'm proud to say it's been long enough that I do not recall the specifics of Friday After Next. Thank goodness. Um, and I met Mike Epps from my comedy club days, but I do not remember the specifics of Friday After Next. Thank God. So I have to I take recall. your word for it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that didn't it, make it was, the list. It was pretty good because Santa was robbing everybody. I mean, maybe that's not a good thing, but, you know, they, they got robbed for their rent money. And they had to, you know, throw the party. That's when, uh, what's his name, uh, Cat Williams, he was the uh, guy that trafficked in women. And uh, who was the guy that got uh, sexually assaulted by the white Hollywood guy? He was playing oh, a Terry uh, Cruz. ex-con. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole, the whole story was Santa was robbing people. And uh, so, yeah, I'm surprised that movie didn't make the list. Or did it? Thank gosh, I didn't see any lists that contained that one. Um, man, that was painful just to hear. Poor Terry Crews victimized his whole career. Uh, reading would be way more important than watching television. We have some Cows listeners who absolutely adore Cat Williams. Think he's just the greatest uh, national treasure, they call him. <laughs> so absolutely amazing. Anywho. Uh, now that we got our, our summary of Friday After Next in, that will definitely be a broadcast. Uh, at minimum, we'll be here what is it, Thursday for Lucky. Uh, just check uh, social media, Black Talk Radio Network. Uh, we have programs uh, before then. I'll make sure to post on Twitter, Facebook, and all the rest of it so you'll know in advance. Uh, much obliged, Adam, Andrew, all the folks who... Uh, dialed in our young scholar in the Bay Area who is just postponing his trip to Europe. Uh, hopefully everybody uh, stay as safe as you possibly can. Take everything with the so-called virus seriously. Uh, try your best to protect yourselves. Uh, sobriety would be best. Called London a pub and a toilet. My gosh. Uh, in addition to being sober, if you're going to be out, if you see someone being hostile and rowdy, exit. This is not a time for confrontations, especially in the States. You should be thinking this person could be armed. Kyle Rittenhouse. And they could have an entire armed entourage. If you didn't leave your residence prepared to kill and or die, exit. If you're in a vehicle, you're sober, you're buckled, you're not on the cell phone. We need all of our attention and we're trying to do the small things to minimize contact with race soldiers. Badge or no. Kyle Rittenhouse. All of that said, creator, we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people, victims of white supremacy. We ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times in all places 
each and every time we are in contact with another black person. It has been time. Replace white supremacy with justice immediately. Cow signing out. Thanks all for tuning in. Nigga, you so brainwashed. I'm a victim, What's your brother. Problem? You're a victim. Right. I'm a up. victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm -hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. <laughs> <laughs>